Matchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder. It's great to be with you this evening. And uh, even though we're not live, we are still here with you. And as always, I am joined by my friend, uh, Ann DeSantis. And uh, welcome, Ann. How are you this evening? Oh, I'm great. Thank you so much. Always great to be here with our friends. It is. It is. And uh, yeah, this, I cannot believe it. Uh, it is well over 60 some episodes of Sewing Hope now. We are, I think, up to 65 or something like that. It's absolutely crazy how many episodes we've uh, done of Sewing Hope. So thanks for doing this each and every uh, week with me, twice a week with me. That's right. It was Holy Spirit inspired and it started right around the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, it did. God has certainly led us through this. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And we have a wonderful guest with us today. Why don't you tell us about him? Yes, it's always amazing and wonderful when we can host a good friend of both of yours, both of ours, Bill, yours and mine, Tony Agnesi. Welcome, Tony. Thank you so much for being Thank here. Thank you, uh, Anne. Great seeing you and Bill. It's uh, always uh, wonderful to be with two of my favorite people uh, in Catholic evangelization. Nice <laughs> to be here. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. And for those of you who are listening, I know a lot of you already know Tony, but he is a Catholic author, speaker, and broadcaster. And I think there's probably more to your title. So please tell us more. Oh, wow. If I'm yeah, missing anything. <laughs> well, no, I don't think you're missing anything. Uh, no, I, uh, I've been uh, in the radio business for uh, uh, this year, marks my 54th year of uh, doing radio. And it may be my last <laughs> for all I know. But. Um, and so I, I, that's what I've done. Uh, all, all my entire career is have, have been involved in radio, both on air and, and the, the last 30 years as a radio executive. And my ministry, uh, you know, has uh, come about, um, you know, just like like most people. Um, you know, I, I was born Catholic, um, uh, cradle Catholic. My mom was a devout Catholic and my dad was a Italian Methodist, which is kind of interesting because uh, you wouldn't associate Italian with with Methodist, but he was. And uh, so I got a little bit of, of, of uh, the Methodist upbringing as well as Catholic upbringing. As a matter of fact, uh, behind me, you'll see some of, of a few of my books, but a couple of Methodist hymnals are my uh, most prized possessions. One was my grandfather's and one was uh, my dad's. So, and then I've got all of the you know, the family Bibles from my mom, you know, the ones that you write everybody's uh, uh, baptism in and you write their wedding date and so forth. So I've, I've, I've got those, which are very, very prized possessions. Yeah, that's uh, great. I was, I was just thinking when you say writing, because your books are some of my favorites and they're on my bookshelf and I refer to them often. And one of them is the series of a storyteller's guide to a grace filled life. That's one. And then the other one is the storyteller's guide to joyful service. Yeah, they're they're those two. And then the third is volume two of the first book, which was actually called The mm -hmm. Lost Stories, because I had lost a bunch of stories, to be honest. And uh, one day I was going through some hard drives and sure enough, I found these stories and we were going to put them into a book. And I said, I'm going to call them The Lost Stories. And everybody said, no. They, they go with the first book. So 
uh, we we made it a volume two. You know, the titles of those books are interesting. You know, A Storyteller's Guide to a Grace-Filled Life. Now, wouldn't we all like to have a grace-filled life, you know? And we know that Mary was full of grace, and we know Jesus was full of grace. And uh, and uh, we can have a grace-filled life as well. And that's what that book is about, is about being open to God's grace. You know, we have an, a, an overwhelming amount of grace that God can buy, an unlimited amount of grace. All we have to do is ask for it and call it into our lives, and God's grace is with us. The second book is called The Storyteller's Guide to Joyful Service. And uh, I was having a uh, having dinner uh, one night with Dr. Ray Garendi from uh, EWTN and, and uh, who's the chef, father Leo, who's the chef that does oh, yeah. the show. he was cooking for us. And, uh, <laughs> and so we're sitting there and, and Ray said to me, uh, Tony, how's that second book doing? And I said, not as good as the first Ray. And he goes, well, I can tell you why. And he said, why is that? And I said, because it's about serving others. Nobody wants to serve others. They want to be served. And I said, you know, that's right. If you go to the self-help uh, uh, de department in the uh, bookstore or the library, there's about a million books on serving me. And I think there might be three or four on serving others. And and it's joyful service. That word joy is a word that I love because, you know, people mistake joy for happiness, you know, um, the Cleveland Indians have lost seven in a row. We lost to the Cubs uh, uh, again last night. So I'm not very happy. And the Browns started their season the same way they've started the last 16 seasons by losing. As a matter of fact, it's the first time I felt comfortable that things were back to normal during the pandemic because the Browns lost Sunday. But uh, that's <laughs> happiness and unhappiness. And that's fleeting. We are happy several times a day and we're unhappy several times a day. Joy is something totally different. Joy comes from our Lord to us. We have a joyful life, and that joy usually originates in serving others. So as we serve others, joy comes to us. And then that joy makes us more able uh, to serve. And uh, it's and so that's what the, what the second book is about. So no, it's not. It doesn't sell as well as the first because it's about serving <laughs> others. But that's really... Uh, uh, you know, a big part of what we're about, you know, um, the, the two great commandments of loving God and loving neighbor and uh, loving neighbor is self. And part of that is is serving others. Amen. You know, I never would have thought of that, Tony, but maybe after this broadcast, that'll change because I'll tell you, I have that book and I absolutely love it. Mm, thank you. And this thank year, you. yes, it's it's an amazing one of my favorites, honestly. And I really mean that. So please thank do. You people who are listening, go to Amazon, unless you think it's better to go to your website. Either or way, you can go to my website or you can go to Amazon. I'll tell you what, if you go to my website and in the coupon, you put the word friends, F-R-I-E-N-D-S, it'll give you a discount and a free shipping, offer free shipping too. So you can get, uh, unless you're Amazon Prime or whatever, where you get get free shipping. So, either way is great. The books uh, the books do very well, and and I you know I sell a lot of them during talks, and that's a big part of you know what I do. A big part of my ministry is talking, uh, giving uh, uh, seminars, and 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 uh, um, you know different different speeches at churches and so forth for groups. You know, COVID canceled all of them. I had eight talks scheduled during Lent. I had a wonderful. Um, wonderful experience with the first couple. I did one in Payson, Arizona, uh, which is in uh, uh, right just north of the Tonto Indian Reservation, which was uh, which was wonderful because you know, and knowing that the Lone Ranger and Tonto were my favorites as a kid growing up. Uh, uh, that was kind of fun. And then I did one in a little town, Doylestown, Ohio, and that was also very, very good. And then uh, and then COVID hit in March, so everything was canceled. I had a couple of women's conferences I was speaking at, and and uh, you know the only thing I've done is I did one virtual uh, talk with a group called uh, Theology on the Rocks uh, here in Akron, and uh, it was wonderful. We had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Had a lot of laughs. Uh, did it from the rectory of uh, of uh, Saint Sebastian's Parish in Akron with the wonderful, wonderful staff there. So it was kind of fun. 
Yeah, it's amazing how uh, how COVID has just changed everything uh, for for many uh, big Catholic speakers and small Catholic speakers, and uh, it just it, it's been a real wild ride over the past several months. Uh, as Anne mentioned at the beginning of the show, though, this is how this got born. <laughs> this this show got born, uh, you know, from from COVID, and. Uh, that's uh, that's the uh, in, you know incredible thing because we you know we have been trying to just get th- these positive messages out there for the world, mm-hmm. and you have such a positive message uh, for the world and and bringing joy to them. I mean, I know you're bringing joy to our listeners and our viewers right now. Um, so so thank you for all that you do, Tony, uh, to 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 be out there speaking. And you know, if you want to talk a little bit more about your speaking ministry or some of the topics that you can cover, uh, yeah. you know, because there's you know, as actually, you know, it's it's crazy to say it, but we're entering into uh, probably getting close to to Advent. You know, and, yeah, we're coming uh, coming on on you know, that season very up. quickly, and uh, and and because of that, a lot of parishes still like to have you know speakers out do Advent missions and mm-hmm. things like that. And so uh, maybe uh, you can talk about some of the topics and stuff like that. And people listening, sure. consider having you know Tony out to uh, to mm-hmm. come and talk to your parish virtually, even. Well, there are, there are a lot of great Catholic speakers. There are a lot of wonderful speakers, and um, uh, with with all due respect, most pe- preach to the choir because uh, you know they're very knowledgeable. They have masters and PhDs and so forth. I I uh, struggle to get through school with a one point nine GPA, so that's not uh, you know not my strong suit. But uh, I just love to meet people where they're at. You know, uh, I, if you're playing football and it's football season again, you've got coaches and you've got referees and you've got players and you know the referees know all the rules you know uh offside you know 15 yard penalty and and we and uh, we have that in catholicism too we have people that know all the rules they're they're uh, experts at that and that's wonderful and then we have coaches and those are the people that kind of coach us along and help us in our in our uh, uh growth in terms of our faith and then we have players, and those are the people that are out there playing the game every day and making the same mistakes over and over and over again. And that's me. That's what I. That's what I am. I'm a player. So, I like to share stories of of you know the the wonderful things that happen to me and the awful things that happen to me. The you know the good and the bad, and use it as an example and tie it together with scripture and and to be able to reflect on some of these things. You know, some of the stories that people tell me after my talks are all are way more exciting than my stories, and it gives them a chance to to look at the within their own lives and and see. Uh, those things that are that are out there. So that's why I try to I try to meet people in talks. Uh, I do a lot of, uh, you know, women's and men's conferences and so forth. I'm kind of that um, I, you could either call me the warm up act or the finishing act. Usually I'm the first or last speaker. And uh, and uh, hopefully we keep things light and, and, and upbeat. You know, I, I try to uh, do that with uh, with some of the podcasts that I do. Um, my uh, Five Minutes with Tony podcast, which kind of runs as a companion on the Living Bread Network with Patchwork Heart, uh, um, that we're, we're converting to video. And we're, it's amazing how, how many more people we are uh, reaching, new people, a lot of which are non-Christian or not, certainly not Catholic, that are just people that are coming in and getting a message of hope. Um, in these times, you know, with COVID, uh, we have suicide rates on the increase. We have depression and anxiety on the increase. We have a lot of people who don't have a, a source to go to. Uh, and, and that source to us, you know, is Christ in, in how we can then, uh, you know, get, uh, get that joy that comes to us, get the grace that comes to us from that. And, you know, when you have over 50% of people under the age of 30, uh, when asked what religious affiliation they have, they say none, uh, not Catholic, not Protestant, not Orthodox, not Jewish, not Buddhist, not they say none. And to me, that's a shame. And, um, you know, so uh, to try to, to do in five minutes, that's my five minutes with Tony, to, to give you five minutes. You know, a lot of times people's attention span is the length of one song on the radio. And so if I can keep things, uh, you know, in the under five minutes and can share just one thought, you know, one, one thing that, that, uh, that might, uh, you know, get through to someone. And um, that, that's what I try to do, you know, in, in, 
that particular five minutes with Tony, we've, we're, we're doing in video now on YouTube and it's, and it's going very well. And then the storytellers program that debuts, uh, uh, uh soon here, um, uh, on, uh, uh, Patchwork Heart uh, Ministries and on the Fiat Ministry Network and on, you know, on my YouTube page as well. That Storyteller's video program is the same thing. I try to bring people on the show who have an upbeat, positive message. Some are authors, some are speakers, and, and some are just, uh, you know, folks that I meet and, uh, and that have a wonderful story to tell. And uh, we've been doing the show. This is our third season that's kicking off. And we've got already got, have 15 guests uh uh, lined up uh, tomorrow. I'm taping three shows back to back to back and uh, just to kind of try to get out uh, ahead of things. And so we're trying to do that video. Uh, uh, and again, a lot of it has come about as a result of COVID, as as you and Ann were saying, you know, you, uh, you you try to reach people. So the way you do it is to, is to use that time that you have available uh, to do that. And I've done a couple of off-the-cuff kind of uh, videos as well. Some of them initially COVID-related when I had the goatee and and uh, before Diane got my first haircut in, uh, uh, which we videoed uh, my first haircut. And she only that nicked my like... ear once. And so there was a little... <laughs> A little blood, but not a not a lot. <laughs> that was. Funny. I did that too for my husband. <laughs> <laughs> out on the back deck. Out on the deck. That's where we did ours. Out on the back deck. And so some of these off the cuff comments have been uh, have been uh, uh, well received. You know, I, I I do a thing called daily grace. I post a quote uh, um, every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week, and it it posts on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, and uh, and YouTube and LinkedIn and a lot of the social media sites, and we've we've got 365 of those. So what we're doing is we're we're going to put those into one of those four by four calendars where you have a different quote every day from the calendar. We were going to release it for this uh, coming 2021, or we were going to release it for 2020. Thank goodness we didn't because <laughs> <laughs> because people don't want anything to do with a calendar for this year. So we're, we're probably going to release it uh, for next year. But one of the quotes I ran uh, back in June was uh, day one or one day you decide. So, you, you know, today is either day one or one day. A lot of people say, you know, one day I want to do that. Well, I think you should make that one day today, day one. And uh, I always wanted to play the piano as a kid. That was kind of my, uh, my thing. And we were, I came from a very poor family. We didn't really have any money. So my mom got me this cardboard keyboard and it was a piano keys, but you spread it out on the kitchen table and you could practice from the little book, you know, the typewriter song or whatever it was at the time. Well, it didn't make any noise because there obviously was no piano. It was just a piece of cardboard. So my uh, piano lessons kind of ended abruptly uh, when, when that didn't work out. So then I decided I wanted to play the drums. And um, so my dad, uh, being very industrious, he got a piece of two by four and he took an old inner tube from a car tire and he cut a, a perfect circle and he glued it on this piece of plywood and he spent a dollar down at Ducey music and got me some drumsticks. And so I could beat on this uh, rubber tube of the tire on this uh, piece of uh, block of wood. And so my drum lessons didn't go very far either. So here I am now, you know, 60 plus years later, and I decided it was going to be day one instead of one day. And I went out and I bought a keyboard and I practice an hour every day and I've got jingle bells. Now I can play and joy to the world. And when the saints go marching in, I'm working on love me tender by Elvis. And, uh, and my uh, grandsons asked me to learn the Mario and Luigi theme from the, uh, from the video game. So I'm working on that. And, uh, <laughs> so, you know, it just, um, you, you, you have to start, you know, a lot of people will say to me as adults, you know, uh, uh, Tony, I'm 50 years old and I really would like to go back to college and get my master's degree or whatever. And I, well, what's stopping you? Well, I'm 50 years old. Well, you're going to be 51 next year, whether you go back or not. So time's going to go by anyhow. So over the, uh, 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 Labor Day weekend, I visited my, uh, my, my son and his wife, my two grandsons down in Nashville. It was the three-year-old my, my uh, grandson, Luca, uh, or as he refers to himself, Batman, it was Batman's birthday. And so he went down for that. 
And uh, my uh, uh, 31 years ago, I bought my son his first guitar when he was just a kid. And uh, and uh, while I, when I got ready to leave to come back, he gave me a guitar 31 years later. And so now I have a guitar and a piano keyboard. So I told my wife, I'm going to set up a music room here in the house, uh, uh, which she kind of looked at me like I'm crazy, which she normally does anyhow. But uh, so I've got the guitar and the keyboard and, and, uh, and but, but it, it, it's a reaction to that thought one day or day one. And a lot of people who might be uh, viewing or listening, you know, that there's something they've always wanted to do. And, and for some reason, they just can't get with it. And, and my thought is, instead of one day, you know, let's make today day one and, uh, and go for it. Oh, I love that. And everything that you're doing, including those daily meditations on social media, I always look, look for those. So encourage people to please do connect with you yeah, on and, social and, uh, media. And sub subscribe. If you subscribe mm -hmm. on Instagram or or Facebook uh, at Tony Agnesi or at on Facebook at Tony Agnesi Storyteller. You know, you'll get those every single day and it'll also lead you to five minutes with Tony and the storytellers broadcast and so forth. So they're all, they're all there um, in one place. And uh, you know, uh, that, that those, uh, those little off the cuff things sometimes uh, happen just uh, because we're open to God's grace and we're open to, uh, to what he does for us. A lot of my books talk about nudges and bumps and how the Holy Spirit directs us. And most of the time when the Holy Spirit directs us, we do nothing. And so we miss these wonderful grace opportunities. And the example I always use is, you know, somebody pops into your mind, you know, uh, gosh, I should call Bill. And then what happens most of the time is we don't. But what, ha what I've discovered is when you do call Bill, he'll say, the first thing out of his mouth is going to be, oh, my God, Tony, I was just thinking about right. you. And oh you have goodness. a magnificent <laughs> conversation. And so I, I was uh, I was uh, reluctantly going to the gym a couple of weeks ago. Now I, I, I try to get to the gym and work out. And so um, I just wasn't feeling it that day. But anyhow, I, I, I managed to get there, which is the first step to, to working out is just show up. And so I'm at the gym and from across the gym, I see this woman and she is going like crazy and doing lunges and, and it kind of got me to wake up a little bit. So I started working out a little, a little harder. And, um, as, uh, as we worked out, I, I went to the other side of the gym where she was and I looked and I noticed that she has one leg and she was working out harder than anybody in the gym. And it was really, really encouraging me. I mean, it was, it was motivating me to do better because watching how she was dedicated and what she did. So I made it a point in my mind to say, you know, I'm going to try to go over and talk to her. I'm just going to say, you know, you really have helped me uh, get out of my doldrums and motivate me, but I never had the chance to do it. It just never happened. And then uh, as I was leaving, I was getting in my car and sure enough, she's standing there right in oh. front of me. And I said to her, I said, you know, you really helped motivate me today. Watching how hard you work and everything made me work a little bit harder. And she gave me kind of a confused, you know, kind of look. And she go, well, I'm glad I could help. And uh, I said, no, you really helped me. And I'm sure you've helped many people in the past. And I know that you're going to help motivate many people in the future. And as I said that, a tear fell from her eye and she said, now I've got a reason to stay motivated. And we had a little moment that we shared together. The whole thing couldn't have taken more, uh, more than 30 seconds. But as I'm driving back home, you get that feeling that the Lord has washed us in grace because we were open to, to just making a comment, sometimes just a little bit of encouragement, just a little bit of encouragement helps. She encouraged me by her actions, and I was able to encourage her to continue because of the people that she was motivating along the way. Yeah, I think people miss those daily moments, as you said, quite often, Tony. You know, I think, I think we miss it, and it's so wonderful that you uh, are able to articulate that for our listeners here today, because 
I am sure that they are encountering those little things, especially during this time, especially during this this time of COVID, where there's not as much to distract us. You know, I I, I complain to my wife all the time, or whoever will listen, that I can't go to a baseball game and sit in the stands and cheer on, you know, a team. But here I am, you know, okay, interacting with different people in in different ways, uh, and and. God's grace is still present. I'm not distracted by that. I, you know, I'm not distracted by that. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I turn on the game at night, and that's wonderful. Uh, but, but I'm not able to, you know, be distracted to the level that I th- th- that I was. And so I think that people that can capture these these moments of um, of of grace, because that's what they are. Capture yeah. these moments of grace, and and you know intentionally thank God for them. You know, you know, thank God when you lay down at night, thank God at the end of the day, man, that's wonderful. And then, you know, share them just like you did. You know I mean? I mean, the fact that you've shared that with our listening audience is wonderful because now that, that, is, that thought is in somebody else's brain and it's, mm-hmm. and it's saying, oh, yeah, you know what? I did have that moment. I need to tell somebody else about this moment that I had outside the grocery store or, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're all over the place. And I think, uh, you know, I've heard that many times where, you know, we don't respond to the nudges that God gives us. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just start responding. As you said earlier, make it day one. <laughs> make it make it day one. And, you know, there's a little prayer, and I, I share this in my first book, a little prayer, Lord, make me an instrument, put somebody in my path today that you can help through me. That's a little prayer I pray every morning. I used to pray it every morning as I received the Eucharist at daily Mass. And and, uh, you know, since that's become a little bit sporadic now since COVID that uh, but I still pray that prayer every morning. Put somebody in my path today that you can help through me. And the prayer works 100 percent of the time. If you're open, if your antenna are up and you're open to the nudges and bumps that we get from the Holy Spirit, um, then uh, you'll have these awesome opportunities for for grace. You know, uh, uh, my talk that uh, I did in the spring was called Be Someone's Angel. And we can literally do that. We can literally be someone's angel. And all we really have to do is be open, you know, to those thoughts. Um, well, I'm, I'm thankful that I guess it was probably almost 10 years ago. And on social media, I mean, I was inspired by your um, audio messages that you used to do. I don't know if you do still do them quite that way mm-hmm. on the emails or whatever it was. And I listened and I was just so touched and had somehow reached out to you or we became social media friends social for media quite a friends. while. And then, uh, you know, it just developed into this friendship where we've been friends for so many years now and mm-hmm. got to meet up uh, at the uh, CNM conference a couple of years back in Lancaster with, with everyone else there, all of our other friends. And uh, so it, it's just been great. And you have touched my life and brought a lot of wisdom your wisdom into my own heart on days that I really needed it. No, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank Truth. you. And your, your friendship uh, and Angela's friendship mean a lot to Diane and I, uh, yeah. and that's like I say, it's happened over about a 10 year period of time. That's and, right. Uh, and I'm looking forward that, that we could uh, spend some time together. You know, I, I want to share one other thing here and that is, you know, I've been doing jail ministry for uh, this is 16 years now that I've been involved in jail ministry and, uh, a, a couple of months ago, one of the uh, women that I, uh, I know um, from our, our parish mentioned someone in a jail and she wanted to buy some of my books and send them to him. And I said, no, I'll, I'll send him a set of books for free. So I sent off a set of books to this young man in prison. And about, uh, oh, two weeks later, I got a letter from him. And, you know, oftentimes when we do prison minister, we don't get a chance to to see any result. You know, we plant seeds and we let the Holy Spirit take it from there, but we don't get uh, that chance. But he sent me a letter and it said, my family followed a well-known televangelist. And uh, during a very long conversation with him, he told me that God was just about done with me. And he said, I've learned that since I'd be lying if I said that it doesn't still come to mind and still affect me. And that is until I read your book, A Graceville Life, Volume 2. On page 50, you said, God never gives up on us. In his compassion and patience, he will wait for us and bless our searching. And that touched him so much that, um, that he began to write. And he sent me the first chapter of his book. And, oh, wow. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. And uh, 
um, it just uh, it's nice to be able to to occasionally receive those those things that say yes, this is you know you you get into ministry for a reason, and every now and then the Lord gives us a little peek at what might be happening there. Mm, that's beautiful. You know, uh, it is beautiful. Yeah, jail ministry is something that um, you know is is so needed, Tony. And you've been doing it for some time, and maybe just shed some shed some light on you know. Do you have any more stories? I mean, that's an amazing story. Oh, yes. Uh, but I mean, you've got to have so many more stories about that. It's just an amazing ministry. Talk a little bit about uh, jail ministry. Yeah, it, it's something I've been doing a long time, and we we uh, go into the uh, jail on um, Tuesday nights and. Uh, we haven't been able to during COVID, which has been really a, a loss mm. for me because I enjoy it so much. But we go in, we do three or four communion services. We, you know, we start with the women and then we do two services with the general population and one with SEG, which is the more uh, uh, serious uh, crimes. That's that's the group I usually get uh, put with. Um, but yeah, they're there. And, and it's amazing. A lot of them come there um, not knowing about Jesus. I mean, you know, we 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 somehow rather assume everybody uh, everybody knows, but uh, we share with them uh, uh, the charisma, the life, death, and resurrection, dying for our sins, forgiveness, and so forth, and all of those things with them. And we don't judge. You know, who am I to judge? You know, when I first started doing uh, jail ministry, um, the majority of the people in there were were there at the jail for marijuana charges or DUIs, and now about eighty percent are there for heroin. And, you know, these are not, you know, you always picture a heroin addict as somebody laying on the curb, you know, whatever. To ship. No, these are the these are the uh, woman down the street. These are the sons and daughters of our kids. Uh, these are the heavy equipment operator guy or the guy you uh, play softball with. These are just normal people who, because of life circumstances, end up uh, hooked on uh, on heroin. You know, it starts out a lot of times that, you know, the heavy equipment operator hurts his back on the job. He goes to the dock. They script him up for Oxycontin. He takes it and he's able to go to work every day, make a living, support his family, uh, pay the bills. But then that script runs out and he can't get any. And, and all of a sudden the back starts hurting to a point where he can't get to work without some help. And he tries to buy Oxy on the street and it's very expensive and heroin's very cheap. And the next thing you know, uh, he's using heroin to do that and he becomes addicted to it. Now, who am I to judge? I've never been in that situation myself. The only thing I can do is love that person, not judge them and and help them get through uh, what they need to get through to do that. And we're doing that better, a better job of that in recent uh, months, you know, with uh, with uh, what we've understand now about how most heroin addiction didn't come through the streets. It came through some prescription that that, uh, uh, you know, that was maybe used too frequently in the past and now becomes a little more difficult to even get, which is which is terrific. But, yeah, there are plenty of um, plenty of stories at the jail. Um, you know, we've had uh, we've had women in the jail whose whose kids were with foster people who were whose kids died in car accident. Uh, the kids died in a car accident while she was incarcerated. We've had, uh, you know, uh, people that have that have had uh, remarkable experiences. Uh, I don't know how much time we have, Bill, but I could share one with you. Oh, yeah. Um, Go for it. Um, there was a guy, um, you know, oftentimes we do our talks and then we have some time to do some one on ones. And one particular night I was with the, a guy about 30 years old, college graduate, good looking kid. And we talked for about 20 minutes. And um, I can't even remember a thing we talked about. But what I do remember is at the end of our conversation, we got up and he hugged me and I hugged him and he whispered in my ear, that must be what it feels like to have a father. I remember and you this one. And you realize that uh, the overwhelming majority of people in prison have no father, have no father figure in their lives. And a lot of the women have no men in their lives who are father figures. Most of the men in their lives are, are users or abusers uh, and using them to get drugs or, or prostituting them or whatever. And many of these women I see in the jail have not, it's not that they have low self-esteem, it's that they have no self-esteem, you know, and they stay with these guys who are abusive and so forth. And so what, what I have tried to do since then, you know, I'm working with a group called Steadfast Fathers, and we're putting together a virtual program right now. We've done several 
uh, uh, with rehab facilities and guys coming out of the jail and addiction, and they really want to be fathers. And the we have a fatherhood problem in the United States. You know, in the in the African American community in 1950, 80 percent of all families had a religious background, and a father who led that in the family. Now it's the opposite. 80 percent of African-American families in the United States have no male figure in it's, it's usually women raising their kids alone. And that's happening across all uh, parts of the population. And in a couple of generations, over 50% of all kids will have no father figure in their lives. Now these women do a magnificent job with a, a missing father, but they can't father. And we need to get guys involved. We need to get guys to understand that the most important thing you might do in your life is father your children, is to be a father for your children or to be that coach or that 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 uh, next door neighbor, or the guy down the street or whatever, who takes it upon himself to help uh, those women in the neighborhood whose kids have no father figure, divorcees or uh, lost their husband to, to tragedy and so forth, to be to provide some of that uh, father figure. So I, I'm really excited. There's the father effect and the fatherhood initiative. And, and you know, we're working again with steadfast fathers. I'm working on uh, materials. I'm gathering materials for a book on fatherhood that I'm hoping to publish in 2021. Hey, that'll be great. That'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about it. And I love your focus on mercy. And I think you've always had that focus since I've known you. Mm -hmm. And it really makes a difference for our world right now, especially as we're coming out of this COVID thing, as you've been talking about as well. And uh, what is it like for you just on a day-to-day -day basis with all the, the wonderful people that you're meeting and just with that focus that you do have on mercy in, in some of the interviews that you do and to help people to connect with God that way? Yeah, you know, we have a merciful God. I mean, and and what we have to understand is that uh, you know, we we are so quick to judge. And I what what bothers me about uh social media is that you could post mom apple pie and Chevrolet and there'll be some troll that'll tell you that uh, you know, mom is bad and I like peach pie better and uh, I'm a Ford guy. So, uh there's always those people out there, but you know, I think for folks like us uh and for our listeners and viewers we need to be we need to be more merciful we need to be more understanding we need to be less judgmental you know as catholics the biggest single complaint that young people have about catholics number 1 we're judgmental and you know we have to get away from that we have to we have to make our faith attractive to them and the way we make our faith attractive to them is by serving others by doing those service projects you know i, I tomorrow night i'll be at the saint vincent de paul and we'll be passing out food to needy families in the area and we always get some high school kids to help volunteer you know to lug some food or to grab the uh, the uh, spaghettios off the shelf or whatever to 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 put these packages together and it's amazing when you look at them at the end of the night and they and you say, thank you for coming. And they say, this was wonderful. This was uh, something that I really have, have wanted to do, look forward to doing. People want to serve others. They just need to be invited sometimes. And we, uh, as, as those people who are trying to, uh, to lead that in, a, in an evangelization type way, we need to be merciful and we need to be open and we need to meet everybody as, as a... Uh, a child of God. My a daily grace this morning was you'll never meet a person in your life that God doesn't love. You'll yeah. never meet a person that God doesn't love. And uh, that's everyone. So we have to be open to that. Uh, remarkable life turnarounds, metanoias, we call them, uh, uh, happen all the time if we are patient and we are merciful and we, uh, and we rely on God's grace to get us through. Amen. Hey, it's all wonderful stuff. I have your website right in front of me. And for those who are listening, please do subscribe at TonyIgnacy.com. He's got an amazing website. And also one of those tabs there is speaking. And you were talking about the fact that, you know, there's not as much live, live events going on, mm -hmm. but there's certainly those virtual ones. So we do get a lot of, uh, you know, pastors and religious that listen to this program too. And I'm really encouraging you to check that out, to connect with Tony, because he'd be an amazing speaker on those topics that we've been talking about on mercy, on God's love, and connecting with people who do feel away from the church.
Amen. And I am, I'm wide open to that. I love, I love getting out. Uh, and, um, uh, if they're interested, they can go to my website and just click on the speaking thing and they can, uh, you know, just fill out the little request form. We'll, uh, we'll get back, either I'll get back to them or someone will get back to them within, uh, within a few hours. And, uh, and we can talk about dates and times and so forth. And uh, I also want to mention that all of the uh, speaker fees that I, I that I get, or all of the book sales that I get, all of the net proceeds from all of it go to the ministries that my wife and I support. I, I make no money from my ministries, so all of my book sales, after all the you know the the printing and everything is paid for, whatever is left gets donated. To, and, and some of the charities that they get donated to are, are some that I mention in the book. So um, it, it, it's a ministry that allows my uh, wife and I an opportunity to be able to donate more money than we normally could because uh, of what we do with the ministry. So all of those fees, all of those book sales, nothing comes to, no, nothing comes to me. It all goes to, to charity. That's awesome. Hey, tell our listeners a little bit about your family. I know your wife, Diane, is awesome. And your two sons and, and your grandkids. Yeah, love I, to hear more. My wife and I are childhood sweethearts. We were born in the same hospital uh, in the same town uh, on the same day. On the same day. Oh, now, three, three, three years apart. She's three years younger than I am. But same hospital, same day. It's hard to forget my wife's birthday because it's my birthday as well. <laughs> I love it. We've been together for 52 years, something like that, 53 years. Um, and uh, we've been married 47 uh, years and uh, looking forward to, to number 50. And, uh, and um, that's the single be best thing I've ever done in my life was, uh, was meeting her and, and, and getting together. We have two sons. My oldest son um, is in Orlando, Florida, my, and my youngest son in Nashville, uh, Tennessee. And I have two grandsons, Nico and Luca. And uh, one just turned six in June, and our little guy just turned three here on the 9th of September. So um, that's the family. And uh, um, as a grandparent, there's nothing better. So I'm enjoying uh, being a grandpa more than just about anything uh, in the world. Although they do run me ragged, it's, it's still an <laughs> awful lot of fun. Awful lot of fun. Tell us a quick story about the grandkids. I know you have some cute ones. I've seen oh, the pictures geez. on social media. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the the little the little guy um, uh, who who if you ask him his name, he will tell you Batman. Uh, they uh, they tend to like to dress up. Both of them tend to like to dress up in in the costumes, whether it's Batman or the oldest will be Mario and the young one will be Luigi or the Joker or or some superheroes. So they're both kind of superhero types. And, um, uh, he, he comes up with these great lines that, um, that I just can't, you just don't know where they come from. You know, uh, we were, uh, we were at the, uh, in, in Florida, they visited us down in Florida and, and he, uh, the little guy would jump into the pool. Now you got to remember he's two years old and he would do the Geronimo's and the Cowabunga's and then all of a sudden he started singing the O'Reilly auto parts, uh, O'Reilly. Oh, oh, <laughs> and he would jump in now where that came from. I don't know, but we've had a good laugh about that. And it just, just some funny thing. And I think every, every grandparent probably has those same stories of just, just goofy things that, um, that, that they will say that, uh, you just wonder where they got it. And, and it's, it's, it's cute and fun and, uh, and just, just so much, so much enjoyment. Thanks for sharing that joy. I had to mention that just because I always love the pictures. I'm friends with both of you and your wife on, mm. on social media and love to see those great pictures. Yeah. Um, they're so, they're a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. Hey, on the topic of going back a little bit on the topic of COVID and people kind of coming out of this whole thing, mm. uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, discouragement, even with our faith, you know, we, we haven't been able to get to mass. Some of us, you know, I know most people now churches are open and running and we're in that sort of like last phase before we hopefully mm -hmm. go back to normal. Hopefully. Right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you had any words of wisdom for those people who are maybe feeling, you know, I do feel somewhat discouraged in my faith. Do you have any words of, of yeah. advice or wisdom? Yeah, I, I, I wish I, I wish I can I can share with you that I know that uh, that an awful lot of people um are having a difficult time. Uh, many people here in Ohio are still watching mass on their uh, computers or their iPads and so forth. The, 
mass attendance is down, collections are down and so forth. And uh, a lot of the people that you would assume would be the most affected would be elderly people who are, are more vulnerable. But yet when I go to mass, those are the people that are there. And if you ask them why, they will tell you. And it's the Eucharist. They're there to receive the Eucharist. And one of the things you can't do watching at home is, is receive the Eucharist, although some churches are doing kind of drive-through communion services and so forth. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, I think that we have to, to, to remember that, that that habit of going to Mass every, every Sunday. You know, when we have 80% of the population going to Mass every week in 1950, and now it's below 20%, I have the latest Barna research behind me, and it's quickly going down into the teens that are people that are going to Mass. And it, it just concerns me from the standpoint of what they're missing, you know, and, uh, and just to talk a minute about the Eucharist, you know, the body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ is available to us to receive that. And I often wonder if people really knew that and really believed that, how could they stay away? And, um, and so I, I really encourage people, you know, the reason we have an increase in depression and anxiety and the reason we have a lot of people who are kind of down in the dumps during COVID is they're, they're away from anything that, that, that can attract them. So utilize social media. You know, there's some junk on social media, but there's some darn good things on social media as well. And you just got to be a little discerning and pick and choose what you watch and what you view. And then get back to mass as quickly as you can. Get back. Yeah, we had to wear masks and it's a pain. And, you know, for me sitting there breathing, uh, you know, uh, through a mask for an hour is, is not what I want to do. Uh, but you do it and, um, but, and, and you come away from mass feeling like, you know, you've, you've been there and, and especially, uh, you know, when you have uh, excellent homilists and the Eucharist, I mean, those things really uh, make things go, uh, go a lot better. We, we've got to get back to some sense of normalcy. And I, I hope that comes sooner rather than later. And, and I think it's incumbent upon all of us to really work hard to, to encourage others to uh, return to, the Eucharist and return to mass. Amen. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And I think uh, the way that you said it was just perfectly very gently, you know, it's an invitation for you, whoever's listening, if you haven't been back to mass yet, and if your churches are open, the Eucharist is waiting for you. Jesus is waiting for you. Yeah. So thank you for those words of wisdom. Uh, hey, tell us, as we're heading toward the end of the program, tell us what's happening for you next. I know that you have some great things going on. Yeah, we have, uh, uh, you know, the Storytellers program. We're recording those. We're committed to 15 shows between now and the uh, middle of December. And we're going to see how that goes. And then uh, we would probably start back up again after the, uh, after the first of the year. Storytellers radio program originates from the Living Bread Radio Network. It's uh, heard on a number of radio stations here in the Midwest. And then it's uh, it's on the storytellersradio.com and also on Breadbox Media. And the video version, which starting right now here, season three, will be on the Fiat Ministry Network and on Patchwork Heart Ministries, on my YouTube page and on my website as well. And so there's a lot of places where you can get the video version of it. Daily Grace happens every single day, uh, Monday through Friday. And it's uh, on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube uh, and uh, Twitter. And then... My five minutes with Tony videos are available on YouTube. There's a bunch of them there. I know a lot of people will go and watch one and kind of watch another and another. And if you've got some time during COVID, it's a chance to go. Uh, each one is on one topic. They're all under five minutes. And uh, uh, you can close your eyes so you don't have to look at my uh, smiling face, but you can you can see them. <laughs> so we're available uh, uh, on all of that. And then uh, again, I'm working on uh, on uh, a virtual conference with Steadfast Fathers, which we're excited about and working on that a book. I have a book of prayers that have it's been completed, some of my favorite prayers. I think I shared it with Bill a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we're not going to come out with it yet. I'm just going to hold off until we get a little further out of the uh, out of the COVID situation. And I hope to have a, a, another book on fatherhood, uh, uh, authentic fatherhood out in 2021, probably August. Awesome. Tony, it's always so much fun uh, to have you on, and, well, and and you know it won't be the last time you're you're on our shows. So thank you, uh, thank oh, you. That's so for sure. You know, <laughs> I mean, so it's just awesome. I definitely want Tony to come back. Oh, we yeah. love you. Yeah, we love you guys too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. You, and uh, and folks, uh, as we're wrapping up, I want to remind you 
that uh, you can head over to our website, patchworkheart.org, for more information about all our programs and uh, Tony's uh, program, The Storytellers, uh, that will be on our YouTube channel as well. It'll all be available on our website, very simply, patchworkheart.org. And the first thing you're going to see popping up on our website, if you haven't been there before, is a pop-up to enter your email. And if you do that, you're going to get a free copy of the Fearless Scriptural Rosary. And what we did, folks, is uh, especially during these times, we took uh, Bible passages uh, from the Old and New Testaments that encourage us to be not afraid and to fear not, and we paired them with the 50 Hail Marys uh, in each decade of the Rosary. And so uh, go over and check out that. It's a free download. It'll help you pray uh, during these uncertain times uh, and to live fearlessly for uh, the Lord through Our Lady's hands. So uh, please check that out and uh, and uh, go over. It's very simple. Uh, just go over to patchworkheart.org, and if you haven't been to our website before, it's going to pop up. You enter your email, and uh, you'll be able to get it. Uh, so uh, I just want to thank each and every one of you for listening and being a part of our ministry, as always. Uh, and thank you for being here, as always. Uh, it's always a, a great pleasure to have you uh, co-hosting all these episodes with me. And uh, yeah, it's hard to believe we're uh, we're in the middle 60s of episodes. So thanks, Anne. Yes. Yeah, we're in our 60s now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, it's so great to be here with you always, Bill and Tony. Such a pleasure. Again, come back to Sowing Hope. Thank Amen. You. Amen. Well, folks, this has been an episode of Sowing Hope. Until next time, from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry, the St. Raymond Donatus Foundation, and Fiat Ministry Network. Keep beating to your Catholic heart and sowing hope into broken hearts. I'm Bill Snyder. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sewing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today.